the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I have had an earworm all day long. I've had this song in my ear. I wonder if Sesame Broccolini has even ever heard of this song. I'm going to try to sing a little bit. I love you, Bill. I always will. Wherever you go, da da da. <laughs> Come on and marry me, Bill. Do you know that song? I don't know that song actually. You've never heard that song. Come no, on I'm, and marry I'm, me, I'm, Bill. No, I. I mean, who's it by? Who sings it? I don't. Marilyn McCoo maybe sang it. That doesn't sound Billy familiar Day. either. I love you, Bill. I always will. One of my favorite songs as a little girl. Um, they don't, they don't do a whole lot of songs about marriage anymore. There, another one was the theme song from, uh, the TV show married with children, love mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. marriage, love and marriage. That actually is not a good earworm to have. That's not a good song <laughs> that I like. <laughs> Although anything I sing is a little less than a, a good song. So maybe I'll stop singing, but I mean, ser- on, on a serious tip. The the song I love, um, Come On and Marry Me, Bill, one of the reasons why I was thinking of it is because I actually watched an old episode of Designing Women last night. And there was, and that was one of the songs because one of the characters, Charlene, was marrying an Air Force pilot whose name was Bill. And so they, you know, did the, this whole thing about Charlene. And so it's one of my favorite episodes. And, you know, we don't have in the media anymore, whether it's TV or movies or music, wh- when was the last time you heard or saw something that promoted marriage and how great it was right i mean it's it you know what what we've done in terms of part of the way and we talk so much about the on the show about the cultural decline and how it all started and the cultural marxist movement and we really need to get back to some more positive movies and songs about marriage one of my favorite movies is father of the bride the one with steve martin not the original one um i didn't really like that and I think that this is is an, an important way for us to push against uh, the false narratives that you don't need to be married and there's no there's no value of husbands and wives raising a family together. And that's why I'm glad to have this guest next guest with us tonight. He's Scott Phelps, the executive director of Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership. Who even hears the A word? mention anymore, let alone marriage. And uh, he is head of an organization that actually is about restoring the dream for America's youth. Right now, people are dreaming of never hearing me sing again. (laughs) But his his organization is all about teaching abstinence in schools and, and restoring the idea of teaching kids about healthy marriage. And he joins me now. Hey, Scott Phelps, welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. Hey, Andrea, thanks for having me on. And thanks for Thanks for getting both of those goofy songs stuck in my head now. 
Do you know that song, though? Have you heard of it? Come on, America. Yes, uh, yes, I know that song. I got and now the it's wedding bell blues. Yes. We don't need to continue it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're exactly right. And think about this. I was just talking to uh, our program director today about, you know, when was the last movie you even watched that ended with, with the marriage, with the wedding? You know, movies used to always, romance movies always used to end up with, you know, the wedding scene. And it, you'll still find them from time to time, but it's, um, it's increasingly rare, right? They, they just sort of walk off into the sunset. You don't really know what happens. The, and, and that's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that our kids today are exposed to, through the media, not just lots of sexual messages and images, but sexual messages and images that have no relationship whatever to the context of marriage. And so they don't ever understand or appreciate the role of marriage as a safe, healthy, best context for sexual activity to occur. So our program, Absence Until Marriage, isn't sex is bad, don't ever have sex. It's sex is beautiful and wonderful and special. And so reserve it the context of a very special relationship called marriage and learn what that is and why that matters. And you might be surprised to learn that according to uh, research out of the University of Michigan, nine in 10 high school seniors over the last four decades have said, I want to get married, I want to have a family, and I want it to go well. But where do they, as you said, where do they get any encouragement in that direction? So our whole program is about lifting up for young people marriage as a good and worthy goal with helpful guidance as to how to get there. And the A is how you get there. The whole point of absence isn't just don't have sex now because bad things can happen to you. It's understand that reserving sexual activity for the context of marriage is the best way to prepare for a healthy future marriage relationship. And that's what we're passionate about teaching kids all over the country. Well, let me ask you this. Um, how difficult, it, it, doesn't it make it even more difficult to teach this? I'm glad you mentioned, let me back up. I'm glad you mentioned that teaching abstinence, it, it, it's more than just teaching them how to avoid a sexually transmitted disease. That's not, or, or yeah. pregnancy. That in and of itself is, it isn't enough. It's about, it's about laying the foundation for their future and glorifying and giving them something to be excited about as a part of their marriage relationship. But isn't it even harder when you face the fact that pornography which has not just destroyed marriages historically, but now is being pushed on younger people and the over-sexualization of them in these schools, teaching them that the over-sexualization is natural and normal and that they need to be focused on sex now all the time. How much harder it is, is it to teach your, your programs and isn't with that going on? And also doesn't that mean all the more reason why, why, People need your program. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. And actually, the, the problem isn't the kids. So the message that you're talking about getting resistance, the resistance isn't from the kids. 
The resistance is from the geniuses, the smart people, the people with letters after their names. If, if we can get past the smart people, the geniuses, and get the message of absence until marriage in front of middle school and high school students, they eat it up. They embrace it. They're longing to hear it because everything that we're teaching them comports with their nature. And so when you say, look, they're, they're living in a world of lies, right? They're, they're seeing and hearing lies everywhere. And when you lay out in front of them a clearly articulated truth about marriage and its inherent goodness for you and your children and your culture and your community, they're like, you know what, that just makes so much sense. And, and that's really what I want at the end of the day, but I've never really had any encouragement in that direction. So thank you very much. Could you say more about that? And so well, let's talk in, in, students in the few minutes. Tremendously receptive. Absolutely. I mean, how do these programs work? What is this education like? Do you, how do you share? What is the message as a part of the program? Yeah, excellent. Okay, so our curriculum division is called uh, Success Sequence. Uh, SuccessSequence.com. SuccessSequence.com is our curriculum division, and we have workbooks and online learning courses for schools and for parents if they homeschool they want to do it at home fine great um, but primarily we provide the resources and the training and the materials for educators and parents and churches pastors to teach these things to their kids well and uh, so they get our materials at successsequence.com and they teach it typically as part of health education Look, what is taught in health education classes around America is typically a sexual revolution message. What it was yes. a sexual revolution? It was, you don't have to be married. You can get yourself some contraception and have sex with a whole bunch of people. And that's what sex ed is today in our school. There's mm -hmm. no mention about marriage. It's all about contraception and where to get it, how to use it, and knock yourself out. And so what we want to say is, Sex education is corrosive to the national soul, and we want to replace sex education with a clearly reasoned positive presentation on the benefits of abstinence until marriage and instruction by pre for preparing for a healthy future marriage. So we want to reinstitutionalize abstinence right. until marriage as the primary message that students are taught in school because that is objectively, demonstrably, provably the safest, healthiest option for them and they need to learn it. Absolutely. Tell everybody uh, where they can go to find more information, the resources, how to contact you, the organization, and get this going. Excellent. Thank you. They can reach us at ampartnership.org, ampartnership.org. That stands for Abstinence and Marriage Education Partnership. If they want the curriculum, they can get that at successsequence.com, successsequence.com. Well, Scott Phelps, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you're doing to try to help the kids, which ultimately helps all of us in America's yeah. future. Appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for what you do. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now you guys stick around because coming up in the next segment, we've got the hero of the week and the stink of the week. Don't go away. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. 
She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this Friday. So happy it's the weekend. So happy to hang out with you guys like I do every night of the week from 6 to 8 p.m. It doesn't even feel like work. What's that old saying? Do what you love and you never work a day in your life. I got to tell you, that is so true. I feel so blessed that I get to do this because it doesn't even feel like work. It really doesn't. All right. Um, we got some fun stories to get into on tonight's Andrea K show, uh, hour two of tonight's Andrea K show. We've got a special guest coming up a little bit later with uh, a program they've got doing, uh, they've got going on to share with kids around the country. So you're going to want to stay tuned to hear that. We've got hero of the week and stink of the week a little bit later, but before we go any further and get to any of that, we got to bring in this guy. He's with me every night of the week. And in fact, he was mentioned in one of the pieces of mail I got tonight, we're going to get to a little listener mail later, is the one and only, it is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. I have to say, it, it, it has been a busy week, but that means mm-hmm. there are a lot of candidates for Hero and Stink. So I, I know it's later, yeah. but I am very excited. I'm already thinking, you know, already ruminating on it because <laughs> there are just so many candidates. Yeah. Well, here's a nominee right now for you guys. Um, I don't know whether to laugh or cry over this story. <laughs> and let me tell you, what's the old saying? So goes California. Well, uh, it seems as though... A program that's been in the works for about three years is coming to fruition, not not tomorrow, um, but by 2032. And let me tell you, that may seem like a long way away, but it was actually nine years ago when Trump came down the escalators and first declared that he was running for president. You think of how quickly the last nine years has gone by. You think of the progress the left has made just in the last three years. Uh, in terms of transforming this country into a communist crap hole. In nine years, a lot can be done. Speaking of uh, crap, um, how's this for a segue? Local water authorities are preparing to implement, this according to Breitbart, a toilet-to-tap technology by 2032 that could see 60% of LA's wastewater recycled rather than being flushed out to the sea. That literally makes me nauseous. Three years ago, Breitbart News visited the demonstration project at what is now known as the A.K. Warren Water Resource Facility, where a large proportion of L.A. County's wastewater is treated. At that time, innovations in reverse osmosis technology made it possible to purify wastewater to a higher quality than typical drinking water. As this reporter wrote at the time, the Metropolitan Water District of Southern Cal has partnered with the sanitation districts in a new project to test the feasibility of treating and reusing a large percentage of the county's water that is currently discharged to the sea. (sighs) Construction began in 2017. Uh, At that time, it was going to be completed in 2019. It would purify about half a million gallons. Uh, I I mean, literally my head is starting to spin reading this. Um, This is 
we're supposed to trust that we're going to drink water that has been taken out of toilets and it's going to be healthy for us. Do you think, let me ask y'all this. Do you think Klaus Schwab's going to be drinking toilet water that somebody peed and pooped in? You think Barack Obama's going to be drinking that? Hell no. This is being brought to you by the globalist. Same people that are going to be expecting you to eat lab-grown meat and butter made out of larva. Before I get even sicker to my stomach, anything you want to add here, Sesame? This is probably one of the most L.A. things I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've spent a lot of time in that town. I, I, I know L.A. well, and it's it's just a hub of the most wacky and radical ideas that you've ever heard. And I don't know if this is a part of it, but it's like, I'm sure this is tied to climate, blah, blah, blah. They're so dedicated to a future without waste that they now want you to eat the waste. And they just don't understand how insane it is. And I don't, I just, like you're saying, there's the, 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 the image in my mind of them actually making this happen, all the health problems. I just, it's the, it's one of the craziest things I think I've ever heard. Um, I, I, I just and cannot let me tell you, like, do you think this is even going to be people... popular? Is it, are there, are people talking about this? I, like, what are the locals in L.A.? Is this what you're voting for in L.A.? I, I don't know. I just, I can't believe it. Well, when you've, when you've managed to, I mean, look how many people are still driving around in cars with masks on. Look how many people refuse to believe the, uh, the, the number of people that are dying from the shots or they, they just, uh, <sighs> How how do I say this? I, it may sound like that there's not an analogy between uh, the COVID shots, but let me tell you, if they would kill people by denying them proven treatments so that they could then make money off of big pharma shots, even if you believe that the shots are saving people, you've got to recognize now that they've come out and admitted that the masks didn't work, that social distancing didn't work, that ivermectin did, that hydroxychloroquine did, and that they let people sit at home until they were on death's door so they could send them to hospitals or keep them locked up so that and make us all miserable until they could get the shots out. They killed people. If they would, if they would leave people without treatments that they knew worked, to make them sick, you don't think they'd make you sick off off of toilet water for power? Every everything that they do is ultimately about power. They're pushing the climate change hoax for power. If they've got Americans convinced that, in spite of every dire prediction that they've waged, none of which has come true, there are still Americans that believe Al Gore, even though nothing he predicted in his movie *An Inconvenient Truth* came through. Came true. If they if that's where their brains are at, yeah, they would trust. And they would they would probably stand in line to drink toilet water. Yeah, I believe it. That's how off the rails they are in, 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 in California. And the Democrats are. Any further thoughts before we move on from this? No, I'm just glad that you mentioned Democrats. There are so many people in this state that are not voting for this lunacy, that do not condone this kind of thinking, and this just crazy approach to to government in california it's truly it's true because this is such a great state with smart people it's beautiful and bountiful and we have so many natural resources it's just that a bunch of frankly morons run the place and it's just so tragic 
but there's morons that that, that just put a hundred percent of their trust in in whatever anybody with a title tells them. And one of the worst things that came about COVID was, I mean, you think about the way that people celebrated Fauci when it, even after he admitted he lied, he admitted that he lied about the masks. And yet people, yet he was still on the cover of InStyle magazine. They had to change the definition of vaccines because he had told people that if you got the shot, it wouldn't, it, it would stop you from getting it or giving it. Then he had to change it to one booster. Then he had to change it to two. Now it's got to be an annual thing. Yet people are still believe. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, an, it's, there's a psychosis of people that just defend whatever they defend believing whatever somebody in the government tells them in spite of the fact that our government has completely co-opted science. These are the same people be- that believe you can, you can change your gender and that there's 73 gender choices. We can't just blame it all on the Democrat party. You're right. We've got to start holding our fellow Americans accountable mm-hmm. for their insanity. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're right. Look, the onus is on us. I mean, we have, first of all, part of it's just critical thinking. Another part is just questioning yeah. authority. I mean, Ben Franklin said it best. Your first job as a citizen is to question authority and to really think things through. And I just think so much of it is that we don't really tell, we don't really show kids how to think. Um, we, we don't, we don't tell people how to, how to really think critically about issues. And I, some of it just also feels like common sense. I, I don't know. Maybe there's just not a lot of common sense out there these days. I mean, someone comes along and says, Hey, five minutes ago, that water was in the toilet bowl with some fecal matter. Now we should drink it. Right. I mean, come on, yeah. this is just, this is, this is nuts. So I don't know. Some of it's just like you're saying, it's, it's a, people are too trusting in authority and they should question authority figures more. And some of it's just common sense. Whatever, whatever happened to people's basic ability to reason, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. It's been completely abandoned. Common sense has flown out the window. I would have never thought I, from, from earlier years around 13, 14, I started connecting the dots literally between this whole Islamic thing and the Islamic jihad and communism and the communist and but i and so i knew that we were on the path but i never in my life would have ever thought that the united states of america would think would go down the path to where number one they believed that you could change your gender and number two that they would do it to children and justify the child abuse we're going to take a break we come back speaking of california we've got a clip to play for you guys of a child and the process of being mutilated and it absolutely broke my heart stay with us this is the andrea k show on am 1170 fm 96.1 and streaming all over the world Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Before the break, we were talking about the insane story of California's plan to uh, use toilet water and uh, repurpose it into drinking water. <laughs> Trust the science. 
<laughs> you think Dr. Fauci is going to eat? Uh, eat. Well, you might need a fork and a knife. You think he's going to drink uh, water that came out of somebody's toilet? Come on now. Hashtag trust the science. <laughs> uh, our science community, our medical community has been as corrupted if not more corrupted than any other other institution we have in this country. Our medical community participated in the serial killing of Americans by denying them proven treatments for COVID and uh, letting them sit at home and die and, and then come to the hospital and be forced to take remdesivir, which blew out people's kidneys, or then um, uh, forcing people to take shots that they didn't want to take there is no, no vaccine that is a one size fits all, none whatsoever. But even moving on from the vaccines, it is absolutely diabolical that the medical community is mutilating children in this country in a way that Joseph Mengele could not have even done. You can't see this video, but I want you to listen because this was a, a, a video that was pulled as it, it attempts to show the mutilation of an 11-year-old or the, or the um, beginnings of the process. That, well, it actually involves a mutilation of an 11-year-old boy that the mother has decided uh, to transition. Uh, Sesame, if you can play the clip. Dr. Olson had a decision. You are in the perfect place to start on blockers. And she promises to begin giving her estrogen, female hormones, in two years around 13. That's what I think. Yes, you're not going to develop breast buds on the blockers, but um, you're not going to wait until 16 to start. You know that, okay? Josie received the blockers as an implant in her arm. It's okay if you cry. So with all the bravery she could muster, Josie held on tight as another chapter opened in this young girl's life. That's the a lot of times crying. it strikes me that had this happened just 20 years ago, thank you, I wouldn't have been able to give her blockers, and she would have had to go through male puberty. That terrifies me. It's all done. Do you want a hug? I don't know that she would have survived male puberty. Child abuse makes me so angry at that mother. 20 years ago, you're right, lady. You couldn't have mutilated your child. Now you're able to commit child abuse as partners with doctors that have violated their Hippocratic oath. Let me tell you something. I was that 11-year-old child. And I'm grateful that I had was the daughter of two Marines that even as of today would have said, don't you dare. Don't you dare touch my child. There would have been no pressure coming down on my parents that would have put them uh, in a, where they would have held me down and had something implanted in my arm to stop me from going through puberty. Had that been done to me, I would have considered it murder. It's absolutely despicable what they're doing to children. And the media there, that sound, oh, this doctor had a choice to make, oh, had to deliver the tough news to this 11-year-old boy. That he couldn't do, he, he, you know, he couldn't do full whatever until 16. You're mutilating a child permanently. It just, it just grieves me. 20 years from now, how we're going to have 
generations of adults looking back angry, devastated, committing suicide, living in foreign bodies that were mutilated by their own parents and doctors. Makes me so angry, Sesame. Anything you want to say here? Well, that's the thing. I, I just, it, it speaks to so many points and so much of the rot of this modern, godless, you know, society where there's this whole new system of weird, woke moral reasoning. Um, but it's just, it's so, I mean, some kid has some subjective sense of, of feelings or perception that might change in five minutes from now. And the answer is to chop them up and to fight nature. I, I guess that's the biggest thing is every single every single step of the way these these progressives fight against reality they fight back against god's created order there's man there's woman this whole oh i'm born in the wrong body and i need to change my physical anatomy to no that doesn't happen and this, this is 11 year old boy by the way in this video his hair is almost down to his waist wow really that means that this child has been uh, has been groomed to to think he's a girl for many years. And let me tell you, 90-something percent of children who think a mistake has been made because they just want I, me, I was a tomboy, and I just didn't want to do girl things, 90-something, almost 99% of the time, and once they go through puberty, they no longer feel that way. So this that's one of the reasons why it's so diabolical. It just kills me that this is allowed to happen in the United States of America. And the Republican Party did a crappy job when they had a hearing about it. It was meant to placate us. They were far angrier at Zuckerberg the other day than they ever have been against what's happening, the mutilation of children. Shame on every adult in this country who's allowing this to happen to children. We are no better. No better than, than North Korea, no better than communist China, no better than Mao's China or Castro's Cuba or Nazi Germany with what we're doing to some Americans in this country and particularly children. The Republican Party is so up in arms as they should be about the slaughter of children in the womb, yet here we've got children being slaughtered by doctors, not killed, but, it, 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 but metaphorically they are being killed. I'm living proof of it. I know what that kid feels like. Kid deserved better. Yeah, I was, kid deserves better than that mother and those doctors. Mm -hmm. I, I, I honestly think that at some point it's like I would like to see some kind of I don't know if we could do a Nuremberg sort of trial. It's like these doctors, I'd like to see many of them imprisoned or charged like this. This really does feel criminal. It's it's it is. it's just it's just disgusting. And by the way, it's based on little to no data about how this is going to impact kids down the road. They say, follow the science, trust the science. They don't even know what the science is. This has never well, happened. They're, not even, they're yeah. not even using puberty blockers designed for children. These are Most of these are cancer drugs that are made for adults. Really? They're, they're, yeah. So meanwhile, we couldn't take ivermectin because that was considered a horse dewormer, an off-label, or hydroxy, uh, hydroxychloroquine, which was off-label. But we're, we're implanting cancer drugs? In children to stop their puberty, insanity. Well, that also means right then that that implies that we're taking away drugs from cancer patients and redirecting them. Right? That that's which is it's just all insane to me. I, I what, what I will say though is you have to. I don't know what we do about it. That's the the crux of it. But I really just 
I don't know if you can go after it's it just feels like medical malpractice it feels like pure evil and it's the difference between yes. right and wrong you don't have to be a doctor to know this is wrong you don't have to have a PhD after your name to know that this is immoral it is disgusting it is wrong and I think most people intuitively sense that and I don't know what it is but something about this modern western liberal bubble it's exploding this is not happening yeah. anywhere else Nowhere else on the planet. It's this tiny little no. Western liberal echo chamber where we tell kids we plant these seeds into their yeah. mind. And I don't know if this started happening in part because companies in, in that in the medical industry were looking for a profit, but they're they're making buku bucks off the mutilation of children. So it's a double evil. Oh, yeah. Not only is yeah, it, I, I you, it not only are you killing people, but child. yeah, you're profiting yeah. off of it massively. And then who knows, giving that money to more you know radical progressives that are gonna you know try to make sure that the state has right to your kids and hide this stuff from parents because that's the whole other thing. These secret sex changes and all the stuff happening beneath the the nose of parents who actually care about protecting their kids from evil and and doing what's right by them so that's the whole other part of it the deception it's all i mean it's all a deception but deceiving parents and trying to mutilate generate leave leaving a, a generation of kids unable to function to live because this is it's a mental health thing gender dysphoria is some sort of mental i don't know well, if it's a it, disorder well, with, or what but it's kids, well except with that kid excuse me for interrupting go ahead no go ahead I, that's not I, that you know when 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 a three-year-old is told, oh, you like you like playing with that mm -hmm. GI Joe little girl. Maybe you're a boy. Have you thought about that? That when you're implanting it and recruiting children into it, that's not a mental disorder. You've created it. You've told an impressionable okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. little child that would probably be if you said, "Do you want to be a cat?" Sure, you know, um, you know that that's not somebody who's struggling with mental illness. That's a child that's been manipulated you're right that's a child that doesn't know any better they have a tenuous right. grasp on reality and so it's a yeah. way to prey on kids you have to exactly. that's why that's why they have to get to them young because by the time yep. you start getting a little older you can put two and two together so they the, the the grooming the indoctrination it has to start as early as possible and that's just so it's just so sinister that that 11 year old boy and that, and you know, referring to a boy as a girl and all that. I'm telling you, when I saw that long hair, I was like, this mother's been going there for, there's a story, by the way, also in New York today, I just thought of it, Libs of TikTok posted a dad in New York um, uh, filed to stop his ex-wife from transitioning his son into a girl and the judge denied his request. Really? Yeah. Let me see if I can. Pull it reminds me of that quickly. case. Was it in Texas where the father almost lost yeah. custody or did lose custody of his child because he wouldn't yep. affirm? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There's also um, that happened in San Francisco as well. Um, in this case, a New York court ruled the father can't stop his eight-year-old son from taking puberty blockers to begin his transition. The father claims the boy's mother pushed their son into transitioning and began dressing his son in girls' clothes when he was three. He found out his son was, quote, trans when he received a letter from the kindergarten referring to him as Ruby and using she, her pronouns. Can you imagine? Three. Despicable. And let me tell you something out there. Jazz Jennings, if you want to see the reality of, of what this does to a kid, that boy was transitioned. And still suffering from mental health issues. 
uh, has an obesity problem, all kinds of health issues as a result, and was crying to his mother that he still did not feel comfortable in his own body. And now it's too late. He's been destroyed. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears into something more positive. We're going to talk about love and marriage and spreading that good message to young people. Stay with us. Scott Phelps from AM Partnership will be with us next. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. A little update on uh, all the indictments and efforts to uh, block Donald Trump from uh, the White House again. For some reason today, the D.C., uh, remember the D.C. case that had to do with not, they didn't charge him with insurrection, but it had to do with uh, election interference and uh, destroying the trust that people supposedly had in our elections. Well, suddenly uh, that case has been removed from the docket, completely removed from the docket indefinitely, which is quite interesting. Um, and my guess is it's because they know it's a dog somehow and they are going back to see how they can change it uh, so, something's going on there. Uh, they've got additional filings or they want to refile it. We'll see what's going on with that. In the meantime, uh, we haven't talked about the documents case down in Florida for a while. That is the case that has to do with, uh, Donald Trump supposedly having classified documents, which every former president has, and um, including the current occupant of the White House who had classified documents that he wasn't allowed to have because the classified documents that he had in his garage with his Corvette unlocked, he didn't, wasn't allowed to have because he took them when he was a senator. And senators do not have the right to have any classified documents, unlike presidents of the United States. Well, that case in, in Florida is being overseen by Judge Cannon, who is a Trump appointee. And they're not going to be able to get away with some of their crap down there. Well, now, in a nominee for Stink of the Week, uh, Jack Smith, Special Counsel Jack Smith, has leaked to uh, ABC News that, that his prosecutors have questioned witnesses about hidden rooms in Mar-a-Lago and a locked closet in Mar-a-Lago that might have some more unclassified, uh, uh, some classified documents that Trump wasn't allowed to have. <laughs> um, okay, sure. Um, was the, were these uh, locked rooms behind uh, Melania's closet where your FBI agents fingered her uh, underwear? Is that what the locked uh, closets were? <laughs> Maybe Jack Smith is my a nominee for Hero of the Week because he just made me giggle. Um, all right. So oh, stink, time for Stink of the Week and Hero of the Week. There's so much stink. Do you have a Stink of the Week? Yeah, I have two nominees, actually, um, that I think are top contenders. Maybe they should be tied for it, but Ilhan Omar and Fannie Willis. Yeah. And maybe even Corey yeah. Bush, the, the, the trifecta. Um, I mean, it's just it's obviously Ilhan's comments are just ridiculous. Um, but with with 
the same thing with you know Fannie Willis and, and Cory Bush, the the baseless attacks on Trump as they're now being investigated for corruption and misconduct. Just not surprising. And these it's there's just so much corruption out there. It's just yeah. disgusting to me. And these these people are guilty of everything they accuse Trump of, everything they accuse Republicans of. So I don't know. Just watching people weaponize the justice system left and right really boils my blood. So yeah, I would nominate uh, yeah. uh, a three piece: Ilhan, Cory yeah. Bush, and Rashida. Or I'm sorry, um, uh, Fannie Willis. Yeah, well, you got to include Rashida in there. See, Corey, she gets <laughs> she gets a little double dose because Corey Bush was with Rashida Tlaib in terms oh, of mm-hmm, voting mm-hmm. down, right? Voting down. Weren't they the two that voted down a bill that would stop Hamas terrorists from being allowed yep. to come into the U.S., mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes them pro-terrorist? In combination with the fact that Corey Bush and um, – who's the other one that's under investigation for the fact that they used federal money. Corey Bush is being investigated for using federal money to provide extra security for her miss and misuse of federal funds. Fannie Willis is being investigated for misuse of federal funds. Uh, Then we've got Ilhan Omar who, uh, who is an operative for in fact, Gateway Pundit is reporting tonight that in addition to the recordings of her talking about how you know uh, you know she her president is the president of Somalia, her dad was an operative or was a, a part of the Islamic terror regime over there, and both he and uh, uh, daughter Ilhan Omar both came here illegally into this country. And yet, as we're sitting here right now, she's still allowed to be a sitting member of Congress. And the Republican Party is not screaming about it. So I have to go back to and say, who's the real stink here? When you've got all that corruption and ties to terrorism with sitting members of Congress and the Republican Party is going along with it, are they the stink or is it the Republican Party? One somebody said to me the other day, particularly in you know, response to the Christians that uh, are looking at 11 years because they were singing hymns and praying outside an abortion clinic under the Unconstitutional Face Act. You know, how do you 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 have to report this stuff all day long? How do you stay positive? And you know, I, I don't know how um, anybody else does, but for me. It's because of my Christianity. It's because I know that I I serve uh, a risen Savior who lives and that I can count on him. And he sits on the throne and that my hope is in him. So maybe I'll just say my hero of the week, of the day, of every moment is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Whatever you do, keep the faith. If you don't know the Lord, I pray that you come to him because we need him now more than ever. Thank you, Sesame Broccolini. Thank you to my guests, my listeners. Love you all. Peace out. Keep your head on a swivel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.